Welcome to a special episode of Conversation... Oh, what's that? Nice one, Gemma. Well done. Welcome to a special episode of Conversation Street Podcast, and today we're going to be exploring the fascinating world of artificial intelligence and its capabilities in generating responses to questions about one of the UK's most beloved soap operas, Coronation Street. Now, using state-of-the-art language models, we've fed a data set of Coronation Street-related questions and generated responses from the AI. Now, while it's true that nothing can replace the nuanced insights and opinions of human experts, AI-generated responses offer a unique and thought-provoking perspective on this long-running soap opera. So whether you're a lifelong fan or a curious newcomer, we hope that you'll find our exploration of AI-generated responses to Coronation Street questions to be an informative and entertaining experience. So sit back, relax, and join us for a journey into the exciting world of AI and Conversation Street. No, Coronation Street, I said the wrong thing. Almost right. Hello, I'm Michael. I'm Gemma. And we are, we are broadcasting a special live episode of Conversation Street today on YouTube. So I hope people are watching this. We're also going to... We've gonna... got quite a lot of people we I got... recognise in the chat. Hello, everybody. you got to let us know if we've you can got... hear us because we've never done can anything like us? this before. Now, we're also very aware that this is going to be a podcast. audio podcast. So we've got to see whether we can make that work and everything as well. But we'll just see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Now, I hope you like the introduction there because I didn't write any of that. All of that introduction was generated by ChatGP which is this great little AI thingamabob. That's the technical term. Yeah, that's how you describe it, technically. And you go, it's it's magic. I've been used, we've been using this, haven't we, for the past couple of weeks. so much fun with this. Uh, And you can just make it do things. And I I think, you know, we've got the finger on the pulse with this as well, because this is what everyone's going on about at the moment. There's even going to be a South Park episode about GPT um, just tomorrow, I think. So, uh, yeah, we thought it'd be a good idea to do some Coronation Street related things. So for that introduction at the beginning, I literally just had to type into the bottom here, um, write an introduction to Conversation Street podcast, which will be a special episode about AI. And it and just it did it. blurted out all of that. It's magic. You, you can get it to write stories. You can get it to write articles. You can get it to write scripts and jokes and poems and, and all that kind of stuff. So we thought that we would um, we, we'd give that a go today, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah. I'm yeah. monitoring the chat oh, at is, the same time. Is anyone saying? I, I can't yeah, see the chat at the saying, moment. Hello. 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 Oh, everybody. nice. Thank Right. So what we want, we're going to start off by putting a few things in. We're going to sort of start it easy today. And um, but but definitely we'd love to hear some of your um, suggestions if you've got for any suggestions that we can ask chat. for it to do. But I mean, let, let's just get cracking with some of this. So I'm, I want to just start off by asking it a, a, a general question about Coronation Street. So, for example, if we just say what? Can you tell? Sorry, but the keyboard is going to be noisy. I, I can't do anything about that. What can you tell me about Coronation Street? And then it just does it. So, Gemma, do you want to read this one? Because I've said a lot today. So, uh... Coronation Street is a British soap opera that first aired on 9th of December 1960. You can tell me if this is right or wrong, Michael. Yeah, that is the thing about Some this. Of these it's not always right. right. Uh, it is set in the fictional town of Weatherfield, which is based in Salford in Greater Manchester, England. The show follows the lives of working class residents of the street, including the families who lived in the terraced houses and the owners of local businesses. Yeah, that seems right. Uh, yeah, yeah, right the show there, huh? is known for its portrayal of ordinary everyday life and its emphasis on strong character driven storylines. Over the years, Coronation Street has tackled many social issues, including domestic violence, sexual assault, teenage pregnancy, and substance Ooh, abuse. Sexual, sexual assault is so so current. <laughs> no. So this is the thing. One of the things about Chat GPT is that it's based on a database that I think was look, 
finished it, in, tw- in the, the end of it, 2021. It doesn't know anything after it, November It doesn't know what's going on at the moment. Yeah, but. so if you ask us a question, bear in mind that it might not know anything that's happened. Well, yes. it won't know anything it that's won't. happened after that. It's not that clever. It's pretty clever, though. Coronation Street has become a cultural phenomenon in the UK and is one of the country's most beloved and long-running television shows. Sure, it has won numerous awards and is broadcast in many countries around the world. The show is broadcast on the ITV network in the UK with new episodes airing several times a week. Nice and nice yeah. and uh, vague there. Oh, it is, has a large and devoted fan base. That's you guys, and many viewers <laughs> have been watching the show for decades. Nice, nice. Okay, well, I think it's it, it knows Coronation Street. I mean, let's um, let's should we get it to do a poem or something? Um, should we have which character? Do you do a character, Gemma, and I'll make it to write a poem about Ken Barlow, it. obviously. Write a poem about Ken. Barlow. I'm going to make sure it's a rhyming poem because you know it's got to be a yes, got to be so a fun rhyming. Oh, I spelled it wrong. Now. I hope nobody saw that. Right, right. Ken Barlow. Oh, Ken Barlow. A face on the street we all know. He's been on. <laughs> he's been around since sixty. You see, a wise old head. <laughs> As wise as can be. Ken Barlow, oh Ken Barlow, a voice of reason with words that flow. His oh his spectacles perched upon his nose sometimes. He's watched the street as it ebbs and it flows. Ken Barlow, oh Ken Barlow, a journalist with stories to show. He's been in love, he's had some strife, but he's been a constant in our lives. Ken Barlow, oh Ken Barlow, (laughs) a father and friend and one to follow. He's stood up for what's right through and through, a true legend of the street. It's true. Yes, it is true. Well done, Chat GTP. Good job. Yeah, yeah, that, that that was fine. That was that was good. I mean, I wonder if anyone, it's if anyone, than I could write. if anyone in the in the chat wants to suggest anyone else that was wrote, wrote a poem about. I'm right. Somebody's asked us. We've got two requests. Oh, we've good. Got, go for it. We've got one that says, "Ask it to write an apology that Stephen is going to give for killing Teddy and Leo." See, I don't, I, I don't know whether it will want to do that. We'll give it a go, but like we said at the uh, just a minute ago, it doesn't know what's been going on recently and sometimes it doesn't like doing things about that are like it are based on violence two things and it, things yeah two things we've noticed it doesn't like it doesn't like doing things about violence and and murders and stuff and it also doesn't like doing historical things that might be offensive yeah so, right. so we can't have any real life um world war Two questions i don't think specifically about horrible things i mean let's see what it says write an apology from Stephen reed for killing leo and teddy i'm not right in coronation street i'm not convinced this is gonna work just to be sure there might be an actual i mean i think there is an actual Stephen reed just to be clear to everybody this is not just a coronation street chat ai what else did you use it for i don't know Uh, oh it doesn't like it we've got an error oh my gosh let's try that again i'm gonna get another error again, again yeah Come on, yeah. No, I'm gonna, he doesn't I'm gonna, like it. That's alright. I'm gonna re, re, restart. Oh it. no, maybe we've crashed it. Re- popularity. Yeah, maybe. I hope. I hope Imagine not. Imagine if that happens. Well, if all we've got is what's Coronation Street and tell me about Cambalo, then that's a bit of a poor show, really, isn't it? This has never happened before. No, is this sometimes happened? It's just asking oh. me to verify I'm human. Like, what's okay. wrong with? Uh, excuse me. What's wrong with a robot asking a robot questions? Right, right, and a. Apology. Apology note from Stephen Reed. Uh, for killing Leo and Teddy in Coronation Street. Right, here we go. What's it going to say? Dear everyone. Oh, it's working. Do you want to do this one? I just did one, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Dear everyone, I am writing this letter to express my sincere apologies for the tragic... I should be doing this in... um... Do it in your Stephen Reid voice. Dear everyone, I am writing this letter to express my sincere apologies for the tragic incident that occurred in Coronation Street. 
I want to take full responsibility for the death of Leo and Teddy, and I am deeply sorry for the pain and suffering that I have caused their families and friends. I cannot begin to imagine the pain <laughs> and the heartache that the families of Leo and Teddy must be going through. Losing a loved one is a devastating experience, and I am truly sorry for the loss that they have suffered. I know that no words can ever fully ease their pain, but please know I am truly sorry and that I will carry the weight of my actions for the rest of my life. I want to assure everyone that this was never my intention and that I am truly sorry for the harm I have caused. I know my actions have caused great distress to many people and I am committed to doing everything in my power to make amends. Once again, I am deeply sorry for my actions. And I ask for your forgiveness. Sincerely, Stephen. Nice. Now, I wonder whether we can do anything like something. What you can get it to do once you've once you got it to generate a response is to tweak it a little bit. <laughs> so if I put something like um, Stephen um, uh, hid Teddy's body in a car roof box, I wonder whether it will edit anything into it there. So I apologise for my mistake in my previous response. It's important to acknowledge that hiding Teddy's body in a car roof box is a serious offence and a criminal act. Oh, no. As an AI language model, I do not condone or support any criminal activities. But it does recognise it's a hypothetical scenario. So um, let's just skim oh, through Oh, yeah, it. it's okay. Oh, it's here we go. I understand that hiding a dead body is a serious offence and it has caused great pain and suffering. Okay. Is to it... Teddy's family, see? Cause Teddy's family's dead now. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't want to mention the roof. I want to, I'm well, going I've to say... Well, I've got a good one here from... What are I'm you doing I was going to say make him sound... Um, Canadian. More, <laughs> no, more hapless because he is a bit of a, you know, a duff criminal, isn't he? I wonder whether it can do anything like that. I want, I'm writing to express my dearest apologies for my irresponsible and foolish actions in hiding Teddy's body in a car roof box. <laughs> Looking back, I realise that my actions were the result of my own incompetence and lack of judgement, and I'm deeply sorry for the pain and suffering I have caused to Teddy's family and loved ones. And it goes on like that. So, um, not great, nice stuff. What, what else have Pat's we got? Pat's asked us to write a 30-second radio ad for the Rovers. Oh, right, okay. Write a... 30 second radio ad for the Rovers return. Oh, I think it's probably going to know what that is. So let's uh, let's have a go and see what it says. Do you want to read this one or do you want me to do this one? Is it doing it? It's doing it, yeah. <laughs> Background music of lively pub chatter. Are you looking for a warm and inviting Northern place? Northern Gemma, come on. Are you looking for a warm and inviting place to unwind after a long day at work? Look no further than the Rovers return, the heart of Coronation Street. Sound of beer being poured. Nice. With a wide range of beers, wines and spirits to choose from, there's something for everyone at the Rovers. And our kitchen serves up delicious pub fare that's sure to satisfy your hunger. Can't do sizzling food sounds. <laughs> but it's not just the food and drink that makes the Rovers special. Our friendly staff and lively atmosphere makes it the perfect place to catch up with old friends or make new ones. So why not join us tonight at the Rovers' return? We can't wait to see you there. Love it, love it. I wonder if I can say, mention their famous Betty's Hot Pot. Don't keep doing the same thing. No, I'm not going to. I'm just, I'm just showing that it's quite clever that it you is. can do it, really. Are you a fan <laughs> of classic British cuisine? Then you won't want to miss the Rovers' return's famous Betty's Hot Pot. <laughs> Our kitchen has been serving up this delicious dish for generations, and it's a staple of the Coronation Street community. And it goes on like that. We've okay. also got a request to write the, the lyrics to the Coronation Street theme music. 
Oh my gosh, this is, you know, testing the limits of this. Write the, I'll write some, write some lyrics. lyrics for the Coronation Street theme music. This is why I'm glad we've made this one a listener participation episode, because I would never have thought of some of these things. Uh, uh-huh. I, d- I don't think it knows no. the tune. In the heart of the city, <laughs> there's a place that we call home, where the streets are always busy and the people is are that never alone. To be the theme? Yeah, it's the theme, Gene. isn't it? This is Coronation Street, where, where the stories all unfold, unfold. From, from love and, and laughter, laughter to heartache and pain. pain. It's, it's a place, place where we grow old. Oh, yeah, it's not oh, done such a great oh. job of this, I have to say. It's still quite clever, isn't it? I mean, you can get it to make. It's just written a song for us. I mean, somebody put some music to this. It's number one for sure. I love it. I'm I'm trying to keep up with the requests. Are we from getting the lots chat. of re- we're getting loads of them, and I'm missing some of them. Uh, can I? I want to do one of my own because one thing I've the first thing that I started doing this. We will try to get to as many as we can. Thank you so much for joining. How many people are? Fourteen people. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is you know we're breaking the. There were twenty three, but. I think oh, the singing's put them off. Oh, well, maybe they'll come back. Right, so one, the first thing that I really enjoyed about doing on this is writing scripts yes. for Coronation Street. So I, I want to write a script here. Um, so I can say, write a script for Coronation Street where... Actually, let's just do write a script for Coronation Street at first. We'll see what it comes up with. <laughs> so um, we'll, 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 we'll share we'll out the parts the... between us. I can do right, so this is an parts. opening shot of the Rover's Return pub. Camera pans inside to reveal characters having drinks and chatting. Fade to the street where Gail is walking her dog. So this a friendly is... golden retriever named Buddy. Uh, she stops to talk to her neighbour, Sally. Gail, smiling. Hi, Sally. How's your day been? Sally, sighing. It's been one of those days, Gail. Tim and I have been arguing all day about the new kitchen. Gail, nodding sympathetically. Oh, I am sorry to hear that. <laughs> Maybe you need a night out to relax. Sally, perking up. That's not a bad idea. Maybe Tim and I could come to the Rovers tonight. Gail smiling. Great, I'll see you there. <laughs> Cut to the Rovers' return later that evening. Sally and Tim are sitting at the bar with Gail and some of the other regulars, enjoying a pint of beer and a plate of Betty's Hot Pot. Oh, nice. Where is it my go? It's your go. Sally laughing. This is just what we needed, Gail. A night out with good friends and good food. Tim smiling. Yeah, I guess we. I guess I can forgive you <laughs> oh, for burning up. the toast this morning now. Shut up, Tim. <laughs> It's you, you're Gail. I'm a Gail as well. Yeah. Well, I'm just happy to see you two back to your usual selves. Suddenly the <gasps> door bursts open and in walks a dishevelled looking man. Man, frantically, help somebody, please help me. Everyone turns to look at the man who is clearly distressed. Easy, Sally. Sally, what's wrong? Man, panicked. My wife, she's gone missing. I can't find her anywhere. The group of friends immediately spring into action, asking the man questions and trying to help him search for his wife. Fade to black. Oh, we'll never know. That, that's a good cliffhanger. I like that. I don't know how much of that, you know. Could, yes, there were Car- Coronation Street names in there. Oh, I, that, that could have been anybody. I, I, I put, I'm going to put a few that I thought I quite enjoyed. One of the ones that I enjoyed doing. So I said, write a Coronation Street script. Now, you do you do know we like Pat feeling on this podcast. Yes. One thing it won't do is bring characters back from the dead because it says it doesn't make sense. But what I can Maybe get it it's, to do... Um, a very religious and anti-Buddhist where, um, the, chat robot. The brother of Pat Phelan, called Pete, um, turns up to visit Eileen. Let's see what happens there. 
I just want to quickly say, if somebody's asked us what happens next, you could actually ask the uh, script to you, you, you could, tell you, you what could. happens next. And also, I don't think we've got this down as our, on our list for things to do, but you can also ask it to do a choose-your-own-adventure game. No, that's on my list of things to do, don't okay, worry. Right. right, so here we go. So you be Eileen and I'll be Pete here. So this is the shot of Eileen's house. She's sitting Hang in on, the living room just remind us, reading a book. Okay, so this so is Pat Phelan's brother, brother, Pete. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I should have made it a twin brother. brother. I'm going to make it a twin brother. I'm going to yeah. do it again. Make him a twin brother, just for, you know, extra soap drama there. So it's going to do it again. Uh, thinking. You've ruined everything I know, for everybody. Right, so <laughs> you, you, opening shot of Eileen's house. She's sitting in a living room reading a book. Suddenly the doorbell rings. Eileen. Coming! She opens the door to reveal Pete Phelan, the twin brother of Eileen's late husband, Pat. Pete, I haven't seen you in years. Come in, come in. Um, thank you, Eileen. It's good to see you. They sit down in the living room and catch up on old times. So, what brings you to Weatherfield? I'm actually here to talk to you about Pat. What about him? I know Pat wasn't the best brother to you. What? <laughs> I know Pat wasn't the best brother to you, Eileen, but he was still family and I feel like I owe it to him to make things right. I understand. What can I do to help? Well, you see, Pat left some money behind when he died and I think it's only fair that she should get a share of it. Money? Pat left money behind? Yes, and I want to make sure that you get what's rightfully yours. Pete, that's very kind of you, but I don't want to cause any trouble with your family. Don't worry about that, Eileen. I'll handle everything. I just want to make sure that you're taken care of. Thank you, Pete. You don't know how much it means to me. It's the least I can do, Eileen. After all, we're family too. And they hug. Lovely. And Very nice. Okay, let, let's go like... back to some um, listener requests at the moment. You got any good uh, ones? A script there? for a ghost story based in Coronation nice. Street. Nice, okay, okay. Um, I wonder if we can tweak that to put some characters in there That's or something. Write a Coronation Street script um, that is a ghost story. Let's say featuring the ghost of... Who, who should we have, Gemma? Pick a dead character. Oh, goodness. Um... Oh no, you've put me on the spot. Your mind gone dead. blank. Let's have Ina Sharple, shall we? Let's go classic. Okay, let's see what it does. So, opening shot of the Rover's return. It's a dark and stormy oh, nice. night. The oh. camera pans across the empty pub and settles on the bar. Suddenly, the lights flicker and a bottle falls off the shelf. We then cut to a shot of the street. It's deserted except for one figure walking slowly down the oh. pavement. As the figure gets closer, we see that it's Eileen, the current landlady of the Hooray! Rover's return. <laughs> what the heck? So, um, Eileen to herself. This is ridiculous. Ghosts don't exist. Suddenly she hears a creaking noise coming from the direction of the pub. She turns to look and sees the door to the rover's return slowly opening by itself. Eileen, nervous. Hello, is anybody there? No answer. Eileen, bravely. I'm coming in. She cautiously enters the pub, looking around nervously. Suddenly a figure materialises in front of her. It's Ina Sharples, the former landlady of the rover's return, who passed away many... I'm going to roll with it. Many years ago. Ina Sharples. Ina, ghostly. Hello, Eileen. I've been expecting More cantankerous, you. More um, What do you want? Ina says mysteriously, I have a message for you. Something important. What is it? You must take care of this pub, Eileen. It's been part of this community for generations, and it's up to you to keep it alive. I understand, Ina, but how can I do that? You'll figure it out, my dear. You have the strength and the determination to keep this place going. <laughs> and don't forget, I'll always be watching over you. Thank you, Ina. I won't let you down. <laughs> 
See, I didn't get much of Ina Sharples in that. Well, uh, it says, look, Ina slowly fades away, leaving Eileen alone in the pub. The camera pans across the empty bar, settling on a photograph of Ina on the wall. The scene fades to black. Sometimes when I put things in there, like it knows that Jenny's the landlady and stuff. And sometimes it just comes up with a load. It makes up facts. It's like it thinks that Coronation Street is fictional and you can just make up whatever you like. We've got a request for an obituary for Dirk. Oh, no, I think that's going to be a little bit of a difficult one. Um, Right. And oh, Dirk, do you want to explain a bit about that? Oh, Dirk is the character. He's a non-speaking extra. You'll often find him lurking in the background of Underworld, played by Adam Bleas. Yes. What what should we say he is? The... um, the, the For, ju- is foreman? he a foreman? Uh, I, I, let's let's say a sorry clipboard holding. Yes, the foreman supervisor. Supervisor. Uh, and he's not supervisor. Don't Go give him out of ideas right, above his station. Right, in a bit to dirt. The foreman of Underworld um, on Coronation Street. Mention his treasured clipboard. Yeah, it's very important okay. in any uh, obituary. So. Uh, Gemma, after you. After me what? You want me to uh, say sorry, yeah, sorry, after after me, you speak. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. We are saddened to announce the passing of Dirk, the beloved foreman of Underworld on Coronation Street. Dirk was a dedicated employee who had been with the factory for over two decades. He was known by his, for his no-nonsense approach to work and his trademark clipboard, which he carried with him everywhere he went. Dirk was born and raised in Weatherfield and he spent his entire career at Underworld. He was a true pillar of the community and he will be missed by all who knew him. Dirk's death came as a shock to everyone at Underworld as he had been in seemingly good health. He was found in his office, slumped over his desk with his clipboard by his side. (laughs) The cause of his death is currently unknown. Despite his stern exterior, Dirk was well-liked by his co-workers who admired his work ethic and dedication to his job. He was known to be fair and consistent in his dealings with others and he was always willing to lend a helping hand to those in need. But it was his beloved clipboard that truly set him apart. It was a treasured possession he carried with him everywhere he went and he used it to keep track of the factory's important details. It was a symbol of his professionalism and his commitment to his work. Dirk's passing is a great loss to the Coronation Street community and his absence will be felt deeply by all those who knew him. He will always be remembered for his hard work, his dedication and his trusty clipboard, which will remain a symbol of his legacy for years to come. I, I'm touched. I, I'm touched. That was fantastic. That was beautiful stuff. Uh, thank I do you very think much for that it's right. Uh, Vincente reckons that Stephen killed him. Yeah, quite quite possibly uh, maybe he was killed by the clipboard what a twist that <laughs> would be I mean we know we know that Stephen is pretty good with just whatever's lying around the factory I've there. got a request for somebody to make um 2023 Corrie predictions okay let's see what happens there predict what will from happen on Coronation Street uh for the rest of 2023 okay let's see what's going to happen there um Oh, it doesn't, oh, it doesn't like have the that. ability to predict the future. I was just doing a bit. Oh, it doesn't like that. As what an AI language model, I do not have the ability to predict the future as it's subject to numerous Nubbish. variables and unknown that factors that can affect the outcome of events. It doesn't normally care about. It doesn't knowing. usually care about that. I'm disappointed in you, uh, ChatGPT, about Alan that. Alan wants one. us to write a poem about Audrey Roberts. Right. I'm, I'm going to write a limerick. Oh, okay. Write a limerick. Um, with three verses, just so it's not, you know, super short, uh, about Audrey 
Roberts. Okay. On Coronation Street. Oh. No, no, there's only one. There once was a stylish dame whose hairdo was always the same. <laughs> Audrey Roberts. This isn't a limerick. What a load of rubbish. Audrey Roberts, her name, on Coronation Street, she gained fame. Oh, this isn't even three verses. Hundreds of lines. Her beauty routine was a sight. She always looked perfect and bright. From her nail to her toes, she was always on point. That's no joke. What is that? This is a bad limerick. Uh, through her love, though her love life was up and down, she always managed to rebound with a smile on her face. She would move on to a new place, and then there's okay. nothing at the end. Now, Audrey's an icon, it's true. On the street, she's a well known debut. We all love her style and her wit and her smile. Oh, Audrey, we're so fond of you. Well, it ended you, you got there on the end, yeah, limerick on the end there. Pat wants a high cue about Victoria Gardens and the and the overhearing bench. A high cue, yeah. I don't know whether I'm going to mail to manage that. Right, a high. That's not, not you to worry about. About uh, Victoria Gardens on Coronation, Coronation Street and the bench. Um, I'm just going to say the bench. Yeah. There. There. Okay. Uh, we all love a good a haiku, don't we? Let's have a look. What's it going to do? Is it going to manage this? Victoria Gardens. A bench sits in quiet grace. Memories shared there. Aww. That's quite... I haven't counted the syllables on that, but I, I assume, that that's, assume that that's right. Um, I wanted to write... Let's write a haiku about... Let's, let's do a character. What's a famous character that's, that they might know more, more about? David Platt, maybe. Let's see if it can manage that. Um... <laughs> A troubled young man, David Platt's journey unfolds, redemption sought hard. Oh, that's that's poignant, that, that fits. isn't it? That works with David. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to get it to do with another script here. I want to write a Coronation Street script where Henry Newton, favourite of the podcast, uh, comes back to woo Gemma away from... Chesney. I think this is something we all looking forward to happening one day on Coronation Street. And they don't even have to write it now. We've done it for them. Exactly, exactly. Right, int, the Rovers return in day. Gemma and Chesney are sitting at a table having lunch. Gemma, you're you can be a, Gemma. You're such a goofball, Chesney. That's what you love about me, Gem. Suddenly, Henry Newton walks into the pub. Well, 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 if it isn't my favourite lady. Henry, what are you doing here? Just passing through and I thought I'd stop in to say hello. You're looking as lovely as ever, Gemma. Gemma blushes. What do you want, Henry? Just a friendly visit, Chesney. I have no ill intentions. So have you been, Henry? What have you been up to? Just travelling the world, seeing new sights and meeting new people, but none of them compare to you, Gemma. Oh, Henry, you're such a character. Um, Gemma, don't listen to him. He's just trying to win you over again. I don't need to try, Chesney. Gemma and I have a connection that you'll never understand. What are you talking about, Henry? I'm talking about the spark that we had when we first met. The one that never really went away, no matter how hard we tried to ignore it. He's right. There was always something between us. Gemma, you can't seriously be considering this. Gemma looks torn between the two men. Just think about it, Gemma. We could have had something special, something that Chesney could never give you. I don't know what to do. Take your time, Gemma. I'll be around. Henry walks out the pub, leaving Gemma and Chesney to sort out their feelings. Fade to black. Nice. Well, I'm going to say make it funnier. That was okay. But I want to see whether we can make a funny script that, that really fits Henry Newton here. We'll we read the beginning of it and see how it turns out, see where it's going to go. So we're back in the Rovers' return again. Gemma and Chesney are sitting at table having lunch. You're such a goofball, Chesney. That's what you love about me, Gem. 
Suddenly, Henry Newton walks into the pub. Well, 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 if it isn't my favourite lady. Henry, what are you doing It's going to get funny, there? I promise. Just passing through and I thought I'd stop in to say hello. You're looking as lovely this as exactly Emma, Gemma. Okay, well, let's, let's leave this running and maybe we'll come back to it later and see if it makes it, makes it any it funnier. It funny, yeah. It's usually well, it's not too bad about making. I things like funny. to do the fantasy ones. Okay, well, should we? What, what do you want? Should we? Should we make? Let's let's have um. Well, I did I did a quite a good one a few weeks about Evelyn going to the moon, didn't I? Yeah, do so Evelyn let's, let's going see, to the moon. Let's stop generating that. Okay, write a Coronation Street script um, where Evelyn Plummer goes to the moon. Okay, this could happen. This is a you know, coronation well, street in maybe five years' time. So we're in Evelyn's house day. Evelyn Plummer is sitting on her couch watching TV. <laughs> Evelyn, this is all rubbish. There's nothing good on TV anymore. Oh, it's got her. Suddenly there's a knock at the door. Who could that be? She gets up and opens the door to reveal a man in a NASA suit. What's a NASA suit? No. Well, like suit a space with, suit yes. or like a, like oh, God, a no, jumpsuit with NASA on know. it. Good afternoon, Ms. Plummer. My name is Dr. Patel and I'm here to offer you the opportunity of a lifetime. What kind of opportunity? We're sending a mission to the moon and we're looking for civilians to join us. The moon? Are you pulling my leg? Not at all, Ms. Plummer. We've reviewed your application and we believe you <laughs> she, would be a great addition to this. our team. She applied and she's acting surprised. <laughs> well, I've always been curious about space and it would be a nice change of pace from this boring old town. That's the spirit, Miss Plummer. <laughs> You'll be leaving in a week, so be sure to get all your affairs in order. Can't wait to see the look on that Norris Cole's face when he finds out <laughs> I'm going to the moon. Right, cut to the rovers. Evelyn walks into the pub and goes up to the bar. I'll have a pint, please. Oh, Sean. Evelyn, what are you doing here? Just grabbing a pint before I blast off to the moon. Oh, is that all? Well, be sure to send us a postcard from the moon. Will do, Sean, and I'll tell everyone I, and tell everyone I said goodbye. We'll miss you, Evelyn. Evelyn raises her pint glass. To the moon and back! And <laughs> the other patrons in the pub join in and raise their glasses as well. To the, to moon, the moon and, and back! back. Evelyn smiles as she takes a sip of a pint, excited for her upcoming adventure. That's not bad. The one that I did before, it generated a, um, a script where she was actually there. And I, there was like aliens that, um, that that made good use of her powers of cantankerousness or something. There was it's, one where I did where all the characters went to space. I was there. Was what that about a, if aliens visit Coronation Street? No, I know what I want to do. What? See, I, what, what's quite clever, I want to do one where Michael and Gemma from Conversation Street oh, yes. podcast yes. visit. Because it, does, it, 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 does know, who it we does know who we are. No, for example, if we say, um, tell me about Conversation Street podcast. cat is now crawling all over podcast. Yeah, we're live streaming our cats at the moment, so apologies <laughs> for the pausing. Or the poor purring, I mean. Conversation Street is a podcast dedicated to discussing the latest happenings on the British soap opera Coronation yeah. Street. Hosted by Michael and Gemma, two avid fans of the show, the podcast features in-depth discussions and analysis of each week's episodes, as well as interviews with cast members and behind-the-scenes insiders. Ooh. The podcast also covers breaking news related breaking to Coronation news, Street, such as, as cast changes, special episodes and upcoming storylines. No in addition, Michael and Gemma often delve into the show's rich history, discussing classic episodes and characters that have made the show a beloved institution for over 60 years mm. the podcast has a loyal following of fans yeah. who enjoy its insightful commentary and entertaining banter new episodes are released on a weekly basis and listeners can access them through popular <laughs> podcast platforms like <laughs> apple Podcasts, spotify and stitcher i didn't even know that last one whether you're a diehard coronation street fan or a casual viewer conversation street is a perfect companion for staying up to date with the show and all its twists and turns sorry if tell the cat you what, is really I, I, loud now she's gonna be we really can just loud. copy that onto our about page on the podcast to be honest stop stroking it then right so i'm gonna say write a 
Coronation Street script where Michael and Gemma from Conversation Street podcast visit Weatherfield. Who, who should we meet? And me. Who'd you like to meet? Who'd I like to meet? Yeah. Um, Jenny. Let's just have let's have just join Jenny or Jenny and someone else. Jenny and um, it's got to be somebody who is introduced after before twenty twenty one. Yeah, you pick one. I pick um, one. I'm gonna say Jenny and um, David. Let's okay. have a couple of favourites. Okay, so having a think. Abby, stop purring so loudly. Just honestly, put her over there. fade in exterior Coronation Port- Street today. Michael and Gemma from the Conversation Street podcast are walking down the cobbled street, marvelling at the sights and sounds of Weatherfield. Wow, this is incredible! It's like stepping right into the world of Coronation Street. I know, right? I feel like I'm in the middle of a classic episode. As they walk past the Rovers' return, they see Jenny and David sitting outside at a table enjoying a drink. Hey, isn't that Jenny and David over there? It is. We should go and say hello. They walk over to a table and introduce themselves. Right, you be Jenny. Oh my goodness, it's Mike and Gemma from the podcast. I'm a huge fan. David, me too. I never miss an episode. That's fantastic to hear. We're huge fans of both of you as well. We were actually hoping to get your take on the latest happenings in Weatherfield. Jenny, of course, we'd be happy to chat. Just don't ask me about any of my past shenanigans. <laughs> they all laugh and begin chatting about recent storylines on the show Fader. I'd be happy with that as our, um, as our time on Coronation Street. There's um, a request to write a script for a Coronation Street wedding to see who it is that the AI decides is going to get married. Oh, nice. Okay. That's, uh, I'll say, shall I just leave it as that? Shall yeah, I say just you... write that. Okay. Just write a script for a Coronation Street wedding. Let's find out what, now what the quintessential Coronation Street yeah. wedding actually in, is. In Syrian, St. Mary's Church in Day. That... Good. The church is beautifully decorated that with flowers Mary's, yeah. and candles. Family and friends are gathered oh. to witness the wedding of Stephen Tracy. Stephen Tracy. Go. This be fun. The wedding march begins to play and the bridesmaids and groomsmen make... Tell you what, I'm going to, before we even read this, I'm going to say make it funny because this is the Steve and uh, Tracy wedding. Yeah. So before we even read the original script, I'm just... Stop generating. Do that one. Here we go. Make it funny. Right. So the church is decorated (laughs) with quirky and colourful streamers and balloons. And the guests are a motley crew of characters from the street, including Gemma, who's wearing a hat that's way too big for her. Make it funny. AI (laughs) hears. Add Gemma. As the wedding march begins to play, the bridesmaid and groomsmen make their way down the aisle. Steve looks dashing in his suit while Tracy struggles to walk in her tight dress and high heels. Priest, do you, Steve, take Tracy to be your lawfully wedded wife? Steve, I do. And do you, Tracy, take Steve to be your lawfully wedded husband? I do, but can someone please help me take off these shoes? The guests chuckle at Tracy as Tracy's <laughs> maid of honour, Mary, quickly takes off her shoes. And I like how they've got Tracy and Mary together there. Yeah. Uh, priest, then by the power vested in me, I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may kiss the bride. Steve goes in for the kiss, but his nose accidentally bumps into Tracy's, making the guests erupt in laughter. <laughs> right, we're in the Rovers later now. The reception is lively and filled with funny speeches features from guests including a particularly hilarious one from Gemma who accidentally knocks over the wedding cake bet she'd be eating it off the floor wouldn't she Tracy Tracy. I can't believe our wedding is turning out to be such a disaster hey at least it's memorable as they dance to a cheesy love song Steve accidentally steps on Tracy's dress causing her to trip and fall wow Steve you really know how to sweep a girl off her feet nice the guests continue to have a great time even though things don't go according to plan Nice, I like that. All right, I want to do a different type of text now. I'm going to get it. I want to make... I had somebody request a defence for Deirdre Rashid. Oh, okay. Write a defence for Deirdre 
uh, Rashid. So do we give it any more information about that? That was from Stu. From uh, when she was um, on trial for fraud. Uh, she had been set. I'm just going to tell it a little bit more by her lover, John. I can't remember how it was spelled. Was it like that? John Lindsay. I'm going to say that's not right. It's probably got a D in there. Okay, right. Let's see what it says. Your Honour, I stand before you today to defend my client, Deirdre Rashid, against charges of fraud. The prosecution would have you believe that she knowingly committed these crimes, but I'm here to tell you that this is simply not the case. Deirdre was the victim of circumstance set up by her manipulative and deceitful lover, John Lindsay. He led her down a path of lies and deception, convincing her to take out a loan in her name to fund his business ventures. He promised her that they would be successful and prosperous, but in reality, he was using her for his own gain. When Deirdre discovered the truth... She immediately tried to rectify the situation. She sought legal counsel and attempted to have the loan annulled. However, John had already fled the country, leaving her to face the consequences of his actions alone. Deirdre is not a criminal, Your Honour. She is a kind-hearted and caring woman who was taken advantage of of by someone she thought she could trust. She suffered greatly as a result of John's actions, both financially and emotionally, and should not be punished for his crimes. I implore you to see the truth in this matter and to acquit my client of all charges. Justice must be served, but it must be Yes. fairly and with compassion thank you your honour well I, I'd let her go I wanted to write a letter to Maria Connor councillor of Weatherfield complaining about her stance on the environment being too militant but make it funny stance on the environment I think you've got to be specific about her stance on the environment being a pro-environment because I think the AI will think that. Funny. Okay, well, maybe I'll say on her on the on her pro environment. Yeah, her maybe her pro environmental stance then. Uh, yeah. Pro in oops pro environmental stance. Yeah. So yeah. you're happy with that? Right, okay. Let's see. You can read this one out as this is your request. Always having to think. It's really thinking. Maybe it won't won't do it because it. Saying Maria isn't a cat. Here we go. Here we Dear go. Dear Councillor Maria Connor, I am writing to you today as a concerned citizen of Weatherfield to express nice. my disappointment in your recent pro environmental stance. I must say I find it a bit too militant for my liking. I mean, I support reducing our carbon footprint and all, but I think you're taking it a bit too far. First, you wanted to ban all single-use plastics in the town. Fine, I can live without straws and plastic bags. But when you suggested we also ban cling film, after <laughs> draw the line how else am i supposed to keep my sandwiches fresh and what's with the proposal to ban cars in the town center am i supposed to get to the rovers for a pint with my mates walking is all well and good but have you seen the price of a good pair of shoes these days i can't afford to wear out my you need my soles on the pavement every day and don't even get me started on the suggestion to turn victoria gardens into a community garden i don't have to get my hands dirty and grow my own veggies i'll stick to my trusty frozen peas from the corner shop thank you very much in conclusion, I applaud your efforts to protect the environment, but please don't go too far. Let's find a happy medium where we can still enjoy the comforts of modern life without sacrificing the planet. Otherwise, I'll be forced to start a protest of my own. Sincerely, a concerned citizen. That was good. Citizen that that had a few nice references as well, didn't they? Victoria Gardens, I Weatherfield, think I want to point the Rovers. Out that community garden, I think, in America means allotment sort of style. Oh, okay, I get it, I get it. So a community garden in this country just means everyone can go to the garden, where I think... Yeah, it's, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm sure the chat will tell me. Right, I, I want it to... Um, I'm going to ask it to make... I'm going to ask it to make some a top five. Oh, let's yeah. See, let's just say, right, some top fives 
about um let's let's have a character um let's just have a who should we have bet lynch write some top fives about bet lynch Top five iconic Bet Lynch moments on Coronation Street. The famous scene where Bet wore a leopard print cat suit. <laughs> that which one. one. Number two, her wedding to Alec Gilroy in 1987, which was watched by millions. Bet's iconic one-liners such as all fur coat and no knickers. Her tenure as landlady of the Rovers' return, where she became a beloved character, and the time when she left Weatherfield to become a singer in 1995. I love See, it. I don't get this. Why does it sometimes know something so well? And sometimes it says, Bet Lynch left Weatherfield to become a singer. It doesn't make sense. Right, top five Bet Lynch fashion statements. The leopard print cat suit, number yep. one. Number two, her ever-changing array of large earrings, mm-hmm. yeah. Three, her brightly coloured and often revealing dresses. Yeah. yeah. Four, her the feather boa she often wore around her uh, neck. No, and five, no her trademark beehive hairstyle. That was quite good. I like that. Top five Bet Lynch romantic characters. Alec Gil- partners. partners, sorry. Alec Gilroy, who she married in 1987. Billy Walker, who she had an on-again, off-again relationship with. I can't remember whether that's actually true or not. Don Brennan, who she briefly dated. I've got a feeling she did spend the night with Tom Brennan, you know. Might be making <laughs> Does that count up. as a date? Charlie Muffet, a, love, a brief love interest in the 1980s. Mm. I don't think that one's true. Gordon Lewis, a wealthy businessman who Bet dated in the 1990s. Oh, here's I some great... I don't think that one's true, I'm afraid. Bet Lynch quotes, number one, all fur coat and no knickers. Number two, I don't make mistakes, I'm too clever. Number three, I'm a lady of the world. Number four, I might not have a degree, but I've got a diploma in life. And number five, I'm like a fine wine. Love, I get better with age. I'm not sure that Bet Lynch actually said any of those, but um, nice try, nice try. What, what are you going to do? I know this is more top five, right? Um, so, top five. Actually, no, I'm going to do something hang different. On, hang on. Have we got what a request you, coming Well, Rebecca, Rebecca's asked for a script where villains return to the street as ghosts. I don't know whether it'll let me do that. Let's have a go. Write a script for... God, it seems like the scripts are quite uh, popular. I enjoyed those as yeah, well. Yeah, I know. Write a script for Coronation Street where past villains uh, return to the street as, as ghosts. ghosts. Let's see what it does there. It's having a do think. it. Come on. Yes, it's doing it. Okay. okay. A full moon hangs over the familiar cobblestones of Coronation Street. Suddenly the air grows icy and a chill wind picks up. The doors of the rovers return fly open and a ghostly figure emerges. <laughs> Ghost Tony Gordon. Oh, I love it. Hello, Weatherfield. Did you miss me? <laughs> Cut yeah. to interior underworld factory. The ghostly figure of Pat Phelan arrives in the middle of the factory floor. <laughs> I Ghost can't switch between the two accents. Like... Looks like you're doing a poor job of running things without me. Also, oh, Pat Phelan That's was apparently good. the um the the, the underworld boss here. It yeah. should have been the other way round, really. Tony Gordon going to the factory. Uh, exterior, Gail Platt's house. The ghostly figure of Richard Hillman appears outside the house. Ghost Richard Hillman. I always said I'd haunt Gail until the end of time. <laughs> Cut to Roy's Rolls. The ghostly figure of... Killer Clayton! Oh my gosh, Clayton's dead, everybody. Uh, Clayton appears, sitting in a booth. I never did get to try one of Roy's famous Eccles cakes. Oh, Suddenly, dear. the ghostly figure of Hayley Cropper oh, appears no. next to Clayton. Why is is she a villain? villain? <laughs> ghostly Hayley Cropper. Clayton, what are you doing here? You don't belong with the likes of us. I know, but it's a nice change of pace from my usual haunt. Suddenly, nice. the ghosts all start to disappear as the sun begins to rise. Ghost Tony Gordon. Until next time, Weatherfield. 
That was weird. That was weird. I'm not sure what that was there. So they don't really do very much. They don't much. do anything. They just they pop just up to up. say but hello. But it, it did know where most of them were supposed to hang out. Yeah. We've got okay. a request for a top five for Tracy. Okay, right. Write, um, write uh, a top five about Tracy Barlow. Or is she McDonald? I'll sit, put Barlow and see what It'll it does. It'll know what you mean. That's what I mean. Do you read this one out? It's thinking, thinking about it. Thinking. What shall we make like, it who's about? Who's Tracy Barlow? I'm too Here we go. Top to five things to know about Tracy Barlow. On Coronation Street. Number one, she's a troublemaker. Tracy has caused chaos on the cobblestones for decades, from blackmailing her own family to committing murder. Number two, her parents are Deirdre and Ray Langton. Yeah. Tracy was born as a result of an affair between Deirdre and Ray, mm. and the scandal rocked the street. Unless I know they Not were married. Uh, three, she's been married five times. Tracy has been married to Steve McDonald, yes. Robert Preston, yes. Charlie Stubbs. No. Roy Cropper. Yes, technically. And, and Rob Donovan. Did she, did she get married? I don't think she got married to Rob in the end, did she? I think she called, called it off. Or maybe she did. I don't Number remember. four, she's a mother. Tracy has a daughter, Amy, who she gave birth to while in prison for murder. No. no. <laughs> Number five, she's a survivor. Despite her many misdeeds and brushes with the law, Tracy always manages to bounce back and remain a central character on the street. Nice, okay. Um, one thing that I enjoy doing, and this is the, the utter nerd in me, is I, I got it to make some Pokemon up. Based on Coronation Street characters. This is going to be very niche, so don't take too long on this. People know what Pokemon are. Come on then. I'm going to say, invent a Pokemon uh, based on the character of... Who should we have? Who's a famous character that we can do? Um, Sally Webster. No, Sally Sally Metcalf, I'll say. Uh, what, What type should it be? Put it on Coronation Street. From... Coronation I know, but I don't, Street. Yeah. It should be a um, a rock type. Let's see what happens there. Introducing Sally Rock, the Pokemon based on Sally Metcalf from Coronation Street. As a rock type Pokemon, Sally Rock is known for its sturdy and unbreakable exterior, just like Sally's no-nonsense attitude. Sally Rock has a distinctive pink and blue colour scheme reminiscent of Sally's signature clothing style. Its body is rugged and angular, resembling the rocky landscape of Weatherfield. Mm. Its powerful legs allow it to jump high and quickly traverse rough terrain, much like Sally's determination to (laughs) overcome any obstacle. Sally Rock's special ability is called Weatherfield (laughs) Defender. When in Battle, Sally Rock can create a protective shield made of rock to guard itself and its teammates from enemy attacks. Its signature move is Metcalf Slam, which involves <laughs> Sally Rock delivering a crushing blow to its opponent using its hard rock body. Overall, Sally Rock is a formidable Pokemon that embodies the strength and resilience of its namesake, Cat Sally Metcalf. I'm going to do one more. Now invent one based on... Let's just do Ken Barlow. Let's go for a classic here. Um, right. Introducing Kenmon, the Pokemon based on Ken Barlow from Coronation Street. As a rock psychic type Pokemon, Kenmon is known for its wise and intellectual demeanour. Just like Ken love, Ken's loves for books and education, Kenmon has a sleek and elegant design resembling a wise and aged professor. Its body is predominantly grey and brown with piercing blue eyes and a sharp angular jawline. Its signature accessory is a pair of spectacles which Kenmon uses to study and analyse <laughs> its opponents in battle. See, this is just right. Kenmon's oh, yeah, special ability. Really wants, um, Ken I know it does, doesn't it? Kenmon's special ability is called intellectual insight. When in battle, Kenmon can use its psychic powers to predict its <laughs> opponent's moves and weaknesses. Its signature move is Barlow Blast, <laughs> which involves Kenmon releasing a powerful beam of energy from its eyes to strike its opponent with precision. Overall, Kenmon is a formidable and strategic Pokemon that embodies the wisdom and intelligence of its namesake, Ken Barlow. 
That's quite That's good. That's pretty like good. That. We got but another ch- script uh, request. Mm. I think we won't do any more scripts after this, but a mm, script I, I love them. request where Coronation Street characters appear in Doctor Who. Oh, so we got a crossover. And right. I don't know how to say this person's name, but thank I'm gonna you. Say, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewrite that. Write a crossover Coronation Street Doc oh no, write a crossover script. Yeah. Between yeah. Coronation Street and Doctor, and Doctor Who. Okay, let's see what happens with that. God, 16 people on our chat. I'm, I'm thrilled with the numbers that we got this evening. Thank you very much. It's uh, a lot to ask of people to... No, it's good, isn't it? Right, so, the, so this is set in Coronation Street, it looks like. The residents of Coronation Street are going about their daily business when suddenly a strange sound echoes through the air. Suddenly a blue box materialises in the middle of the street, causing everyone to stop and stare. Out of the box steps the Doctor, a quirky and eccentric Time Lord. He surveys the street, looking curious. Now, which Doctor are we all imagining this in yeah, our exactly, heads I don't know. I'm imagining this to be... Um, not not Jodie Whittaker, I tell you. I um, don't, don't like her. David Tennant. David Ah, what a charming little town I've always wanted to visit. The residents of the street approached the Doctor, looking apprehensive. Audrey. Who are you? What are you doing here? Oh, I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord and I travel through time and space and I couldn't resist popping in for a visit. <laughs> or is Gail? Gail. What's a Time Lord? Oh, just a little alien species with the power to travel through time and space. No big deal. Sally. Are you here to save us from an alien invasion? Oh, no, not this time, I'm afraid. But I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened while I'm here. Where's he gone northern? I, d- I don't really know. He's just <laughs> acclimatised to, to the northern. Do you ex- think it's, um, what, has he got... Oh, yes, the TARDIS translation Child, circuit, Tardis, clearly. Yeah. Just then, a strange metallic creature appears in the street, causing everyone to oh, back away no. in fear. Ah, speak of the devil, it's a Dalek. Oh, my goodness. The doctor pulls out his sonic screwdriver and begins to work on the Dalek, trying to disable it. Dalek's being very quiet. <laughs> Ken, Ken. Ken, what's a Dalek? Oh, just a little alien race bent on destroying all other life in the universe. No big deal. He's well, very, he saying, very blasé, isn't he? Well, this he was just saying the to them that he wasn't there to save them from an alien invasion, and then one turns up. Well, he says that it might do. The Doctor manages to disable the Dalek, and the residents of Coronation Street cheer in relief. Well, Hooray! that was fun. Maybe I'll stick around a bit longer. I could use a break from saving the universe after all. The residents of the street exchange looks, unsure of what to make of this strange new visitor. Gemma. So what do we call you then? Doctor Who? Just the Doctor, and it's lovely to meet you all. As the Doctor and the residents of Coronation Street continue to chat and get to know each other, it becomes clear that this is a meeting none of them will ever forget. Nice, nice. Um, well, Russell T. Davis did write some old... He wrote the um, uh, one of the DVD uh, video spin-offs, didn't he? I think he did the cruise one of the Viva Las Vegas. So, yeah, he could very well manage a Coronation Street Doctor Who crossover. Doctor Who stuff in there. I want it to tell me. Write a discussion. Oh, about um, who Deirdre was more suited uh, to. Ken. No. Yeah. Oh, sorry. T- to uh, Ken, Ken or, or Mike. Mike. What, what, what are you saying for this? Are you going to put in, in Coronation Street? No. Because... It... Oh, okay, okay. Because this is a bit Deirdre random. Deirdre from Coronation Street was more suited to Ken or Mike. Oh, I'm going to say Ken. Oh, it's saying it doesn't have person. I don't want a conversation. Oh. Okay, well, that's... So it's between Tim and Sally. I've always... Go on, you be Sally. 
I've always thought Deirdre was better suited to Ken. Really? I think she was better with Mike. How could I? How could you say that? Mike was a snake in the grass. He cheated on her and treated her terribly. Yes, but he was exciting. Ken was too... <laughs> Ken was too dull for her. Deirdre needed someone who could keep her on her toes. But Ken loved her and was always there for her. He was a stable and loyal partner. True, but stability isn't everything. Deirdre wanted more than just a safe and predictable life. She wanted passion and adventure. But look at what happened with Mike. He broke her heart and caused her a lot of pain. Ken would never have done that. That's because Ken was never bold enough to take mm. risks. Mike may have hurt Deirdre, but at least he lived his life to the fullest. I don't know, Tim. I still think Ken was a better match for her. He loved her for who she was, faults and all. Maybe, but you can't deny that Deirdre had a certain chemistry with Mike that she never had with Ken. In the end, it's all about what Deirdre wanted. I guess you're right. It's all about what she wanted, and we can only speculate on that. Very good. See, I was expecting <laughs> more of a really kind of... That was really interesting. I was expecting more of a balanced argument sort of thing. So Why? Well, just I've tried it before. Write a balanced argument about what can be this or that in Coronation Street. Um, about where's the better place to eat at the bistro or speed doll. Oh, yeah, okay. Write a balanced argument about where on Coronation Street is the best place to eat the bistro yeah. or speed doll. Now, speed if you wanted doll. to mention anything particularly. Uh, mention uh, the owners of each establishment. Yeah, yeah, and and also mention any um, any possible dangers yeah, involved because possible. we know there have been robberies and stabbings. That's very true. So okay. let's be careful. Right, let's have a look about this then. So it's quite nice when you add all this extra detail here. When it comes to dining options on Coronation Street, two of the most popular choices are Bistro and Speed Dial. Mm -hmm. The Bistro, owned by Robert Preston, offers a more upscale and formal dining experience, while Speed Dial, owned by Roy Cropper and his niece, okay, offers more casual and traditional Indian cuisine. Let's explore the pros and cons of each. First, the Bistro has a reputation for quality food and service with a menu that features locally sourced ingredients and seasonal specials. However, some might find the place a bit steep for their budget. Additionally, there have been several incidents in the past, including a fire and an armed true, robbery, true. which could be a concern for those seeking a safe dining environment. I'm surprised it didn't mention the tram crashing into it there. But <laughs> on the other hand, Speed Dial is a popular spot for those seeking a more casual dining experience. The restaurant <laughs> offers a range of Indian dishes, including vegetarian options, at more affordable prices. However, the downside is that the restaurant has also experienced a number of dangerous <laughs> situations, including a gas leak that resulted in an explosion and a hostage situation involving Roy Cropper and making so why didn't it say about the explosion maybe we've got that to look forward to maybe maybe overall the choice between the bistro and speed dial depends on the diner's personal preference and budget the bistro is a great choice for special occasion or a fine dining experience while speed dial is perfect for casual night out or a quick bite to eat it's important to be aware of the potential (laughs) dangers that come with dining at either establishment but as long as diners are cautious they can enjoy a delicious meal at either restaurant well, I just can't decide now. I mean, no wonder they they just going back and forth between the two. We got another request coming in. Romaniac seventy nine wants us to write a rap battle between Rita and Mavis in the cabin. Uh, I, I I love that. I really hope that it can do a half decent job. Of I know, this. but we won't be able. I won't write be able to read out. a rap. I'm not I'm battle not very good at between Rita. Um, we'll call her. What was she back then? She was Rita um, Sullivan. She was okay. back then, wasn't she? That was. As, as was mm. Rita Sullivan and Mavis Wilton in the cabin uh, on Coronation, Coronation Street. Street. Do you want to mention anything? Um, uh, maybe I think one of Mavis's lines 
must be. I don't really know. Just to get some authenticity in there. Yeah, we've got to help. I want to see what it rhymes with this. Right, Rita and Sullivan. Rita Sullivan and Mavis Wilson are standing behind the cabin counter, (laughs) facing each other. A beat starts playing in the background. Who do you want to be, Gemma? You be, what do you want me to do? I'll I'll be Rita then, okay. Listen up, everybody, and hear what I say. I'm Rita Sullivan and I'm here to slay. Mavis, you know you can't keep up with me, so sit down and let me take the lead. Oh, Rita, you're always so bold, but don't forget, I'm the one who's been told. My style is classic, my rhymes are pure. You might be loud, but I'm mature. (laughs) Okay, okay. Hi, you, where's my beat, where's my beat? Thank you. How you talk big game, but can you deliver? I've got flow that makes the streets shiver. You might be timid, but I'm fierce. In this rap battle, I'll make it clear. That doesn't rhyme, Rita. Rubbish. I don't really know how to rap like you do, but I give it a try and show you what's true. I might be quiet, but I've got my wit. And in this battle, I won't quit. That's more like it, Mavis. Bring your air game. But be warned, I'm not one to tame. My rhymes are slick, my beats are tight, and in this rap battle, I'll bring the light. <laughs> well, I may not be as flashy as you, but I'm the one who's tried and true. My, rain, my rhymes may be simple, <laughs> but they hit the spot. And in this battle, I'll give it my all. Why not? <laughs> oh my gosh, it keeps on going. Where's the I don't That's really the know, Mavis? The There's more of it, I Go think. On. What ah, do you mean? There's more. This this is new as well. Right, I'm, I'll know it. It's you. Okay. Well done, Mavis. You surprised <laughs> me there. Maybe you've got some skills to share. We may have different styles, but that's all right. In this cabin, we both shine bright. <laughs> Thank you, Rita. That was quite a thrill. I may not have won, but I gave it my fill. Maybe <laughs> rivals, but we're also friends. In this rap battle, the cabin wins in the end. Nice. Oh, the cabin wins in the end. So it's kind of a draw. I'm a bit disappointed we couldn't get, I don't really know, when that was a request. And uh, I just want to say, I'm going to tell it that that was wrong. That was. Christopher's a, pointed out, I don't really know, was only ever said by Les Dennis. I we know. know, but it's no, still funny. No, that's not true. Is that it? is not true. There was an episode, oh, right. a, a Christmas okay. episode. I'm pretty sure Percy was round for lunch, and, and Mavis did say, I don't really know. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe ChatGPT thinks that as well. That was a great rap, rap battle. No, no, because it'll no, don't. No, but I'm just going to see whether it puts it in. We don't have to read the whole thing. All right. But Mavis didn't say. I don't really know, (laughs) as I requested. Yeah, dear chat GTP. Right, I apologise for my mistake earlier. Here's the revised rap battle between Rita Sullivan and Mavis Wilton. Right. Oh, I like this intro. This is completely different. Yeah, Listen up, everyone. Is. I'm Rita Sullivan. Been on this street since before most of you were born. I run the cabin. I make the tea. I'm the queen of the street. Don't you mess with me. <laughs> well, hello there. I was Mavis Wilton. I'm a bit shy, but I'm still sassing. I used to be married to Derek, you know. Now I've just lived my life nice and slow. Okay. Where does it say? Oh, there it is. There it is. There's a line. Right. Look, do you want to rap Mavis or do you want me to rap Mavis here? You can do it. Okay. <laughs> Oh dear, oh my, what shall I do? I don't really know, I'm just a bit blue. But I won't back down, I'll stand my ground. I'm not just a mouse, I'm more than renowned. I, I love it. Well, I really like these rap battle that ideas. Was good. That's I'm really gonna, I'm good. I'm going to do some more of those in my, in my spare time. Yeah, I think honest. we should do, like yeah. Um, we've got we've got a couple of requests. We've got um, Freya wants Gail versus Eileen Feud. And we've also got Rebecca asking, who's better, Tyrone or Phil? 
Okay. Oh, nice. I don't. Nice. Know I don't. Who I don't Phil is. No, I don't think it's going to know who Phil is, unfortunately, because it was. Uh, this is uh, up until twenty twenty one. What was the Gail and Eileen right to Just write the Gail. right. I'll just say right an argument uh, between Gail uh, Platt. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah. As was and Eileen Grimshaw that ends up with them fighting on the cobbles of Coronation, Coronation Street. Street. Thank you. Okay, right. Let's have a look. Is this going to do a script? No, we're not doing a rap battle anymore. <laughs> it's got a script. Right. Do you want to be Gail or Eileen in this I'll one? Be, I'll be Gail. Watch where you're going, Gail. Excuse me, you're the one who weren't looking. Don't you talk to me like that, Gail Platt. You think you're better than everyone else just because you've got a fancy house and a posh son. I don't think I'm better than anyone, Eileen. You're just jealous because you don't have what I have. Jealous? Ta! I wouldn't trade places with you for all the money in the world. At least I have real friends who care about me and like you with your fake smiles and phony niceness. Fake? I'll have you know I am a genuinely nice person, Eileen. Unlike you, who's always causing trouble and stirring up drama. Oh, Please, you're the one who's always buttoning into other people's business and spreading rumours. That's not true. I only try to help people when they're in trouble. Help? More like meddle. You're like a nosy neighbour who can't mind your own business. And you're like a bitter old hag who can't stand to see anyone else happy. <laughs> That's it. I've had enough. Let's settle this once and for all. <laughs> Eileen throws a punch at Gail, but Gail quickly dodges it and throws one back. Soon they're both rolling around on the cobbles, shouting and pulling each other's hair. The neighbours gather around, watching the spectacle with amusement. Neighbour one looks like <laughs> Neighbour one. Come on, make the character's be... name. Neighbour one looks like Battle of the Century. I always knew those two would come to blows someday. Someone should call the police before they kill each other. The fight continues until they both tie themselves out and collapse on the ground, panting and bruised. Oh, you may have won this round, Gail, but I'll be back. Bring it on, Arlene. I'm not afraid of you. They both get up and walk away, still <laughs> shooting angry glares at each other. The neighbours disperse, shaking their heads and chuckling to themselves. Nice one. Okay. Somebody's asked what is going on here. And just to remind everybody, this is a chat a- a- AI robot. You can write any question in, really, or give it a prompt for a scenario. And we're doing Coronation Street. Yes. So we've done rap battles. We've done scripts we've done oh we haven't done trivia oh no okay let's let's we make it do a quiz should we do a little quiz so see if yes. we can answer this write a quiz about coronation street with how many questions should we have in it 10 yeah go on then 10 questions multiple choice no okay it might do it all it itself, might do it anyway but um let's see what happens then quiz time every everybody here's a quiz about coronation street Right, right, okay, here we go, Joe. Now you ask them, right, okay. ask them together. Who played the character of Hilda Ogden? Yes, who played the character of Hilda <laughs> oh, no. Ogden? Jean Alexander. Um, what is the name of the pub on Coronation Street? I know that one. Go on then. Rover's Return. Who is Gail Platt's second husband? You've been a podcaster for Coronation okay. Street for nearly 11 years, don't, just reminding me. You know me. I don't know names. <laughs> That's really mean of you. Who is it? It's the man... Called Platt. It is the man called Platt. Martin. Martin Platt, absolutely. Which <laughs> character was revealed as the serial killer known as the gloved hands killer? The gloved hand killer. There is no, there is no, I'm going to see the answers to this should be at the bottom. I'm, I'm, who should we say? I'm going to oh, say Richard. Richard. I'm going to say Richard Hillman for that one. Who is the mother of Sarah Platt's children? Oh gosh. Well, what well hang on a minute. 
What do you Who's mean? the mother of Sarah Platt's children? <laughs> that's I think a that's trick a trick question. question. I think oh, we the got answer me, got is me. Sarah Platt to that one. <laughs> What's the name of the factory on Coronation Street? Well, at the moment it's Underworld. Yeah. Which character was once married to both Ken Barlow and Mike Baldwin? Um, I'm going to say... They didn't it have thinks, a spouse in common. It thinks it's Deirdre. I think it probably. thinks it's Deirdre. You might have think I thought it was Alma. Who was the father of Simon Barlow? Peter. Peter. Who was the first character to appear on Coronation Street? Oh. So it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the shop scene, was it? It was. It was. was it? The shop oh yeah, it was the shop it scene. It was either Florrie Lindley or or the other one that was there before. Oh, what's her name? I can't I remember her what name. her name was. Don't know if it's going to tell us so we were showing ourselves up here. It's because we're live, we're flustered. I used to know that one. Who is the current owner of the corner shop on Coronation Street? Dev. Dev, okay. So uh, let's just see if we're right. Yes, Jean Alexander played Hilda Ogden. Rose returning. Oh, J- this says Gail Platt's second husband was Joe McIntyre. So um, wrong, chat GPT. Well, it is Coronation Street and uh, first one doesn't count. And it thinks that the gloved hand killer was Pat Phelan. Uh, no. So the mother of Sarah Platt's children was indeed Callum Logan, <laughs> according to... The, I'm not going to be... I, I, see, if you start using this for your quiz on Friday episodes, Gemma, I think I'm going to know when you tell me these are the answers. Right. Battery is Underworld, yeah. Yeah, yeah De- Deirdre, apparently married to Ken and uh, Mike. Peter, was married the father, the father of Simon, father of Simon yeah. yeah. He was the first character to appear. Oh, Flory Lindley. So yeah. we did say Flory, didn't we? Who was the current owner of the corner shop? Dev Allahan. Okay, yeah. so it's not, not bad. We did quite... We I think we did better than ChatGPT did there, at least, didn't it? I reckon we did, yeah. Um, what else can we do? Um, I would like to do... Um, I want to do a news report. Yeah. Okay, so write a... Let's say that Coronation Street's been cancelled. No! Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Well, should we do it? Should we do something like that? Write a news report um, announcing that Coronation Street... Oh, no? An interview, us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good idea. Has been cancelled. Uh, include quotes yeah. from... Famous uh, podcasters. Famous yeah. Conversation Street podcasters. Yeah. Michael and Gemma. That's correct. Any particular reason for the cancellation? And also we see what um, it comes up with itself. It should come up with it itself, but I think it's probably aliens that did it. Okay, yeah. I'm going to say include include a hint about what will happen in the final episode. Oh, nice. Yeah, to get everyone... Yeah, to, to get us... Wet yeah, everyone's te- appetites. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was like to get everyone wet there. Right, opening news <laughs> music. Okay, so it's a TV hands. news here. Oh, Good okay. evening. Breaking news tonight as we have just received word that Coronation Street, the beloved British soap opera, has been cancelled. The long-running show has been a staple in many households for decades, but it appears that its time has finally come to an end. Cut to a clip of famous Coronation Street theme music playing. Fans of the show are understandably upset, with many taking to social media to express their disappointment. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Even popular podcasters, yeah. Michael and Gemma, hosts of the Conversation Street podcast, had something to say about the news. Oh, cut to a clip of us. All right, this is me. This is a sad day yeah. for us all who have grown up watching and loving Coronation Street. It's been a part of our lives for as long as we can remember. Yes, it's a shame to see it go, but I guess all things must come to an end eventually. Uh, back to the news anchor. Although the reasons behind the cancellation are not yet clear, rumours have been circulating that the final episode of the show will be a dramatic one, with many of the show's iconic characters meeting oh their fates. Oh my goodness me. Oh. 
Right, and then we've... Oh, we've got a cut to a clip of the final episode teaser. Oh, wow. In the final episode of Coronation Street, expect the unexpected as old feuds are reignited, secrets are exposed and tragedy strikes. Don't miss the last ever episode of Coronation Street. Uh, Back to the news anchor. It's certainly going to be a memorable finale and we will be sure to keep you updated as we learn more. For now, we say goodbye to Coronation Street and thank it for the many years of entertainment it has provided. That was good. Yeah, that was a sad, tragic, but... um, have we got, have we got any more requests We've got coming some, in? a question about couples that are better suited and we've also got a news report on Gail slapping Eileen. We already had, we just had a Gail and Eileen. Um, which the... couples are better suited? Carla and Peter, Leanne and Nick or Carla and Nick, Leanne and Peter? Oh my gosh, that's a bit complicated. Okay, so on the testing its limits here, on Coronation Street, which, which couples, which couples uh, are better, better suited? suited? Um, we okay, better keep an eye on the time, you know. It's fine. Well, no, it's fine. We go for another okay. 20 Carla and Peter. Carla and Peter. Slash Nick and Leanne. Nick and Leanne. Or. That's oh, okay, but I'll put a comma. Carla and well, no, Peter, comma, written, Nick and Leanne. Or, yeah. Carla and Nick and Leanne and Peter. Do you see? Oh. Oh my god, this is too complicated. Uh, yeah, Carla well, let's. No, Pe- but let's see what it does. And we'll Leanne, find out whether we're going to get. Carla and Peter slash Leanne and Nick or Carla and Nick and, and Leanne Nick and Peter slash Leanne and See Peter. this is how we're going to find out whether it's truly going to take over the world Yeah right as an AI language model I don't have personal opinions but I can provide a balanced argument right. about both options get off the fence okay go on Carla and Peter have had a tumultuous relationship with multiple breakups and affairs which eventually led to Peter's death <laughs> what the <laughs> Nick and okay. Leanne had a more stable relationship, but their marriage also ended in divorce due to Di- Nick's inf- infidelity. However, Carla and Nick had a brief fling, and the chemistry was undeniable, leading some fans to believe they would make a better match. Leanne and Peter also had their fair share of problems, but their love for each other was strong enough to overcome them. In the end, it's up to personal preference and interpretation of each character's personalities and traits. Okay, well, I think it seemed to understand the question there, at least, which is pretty good. Love poem between Sunita Alahan and Carl Monroe. Interesting. Okay. I wonder who should we write this from? From um, the perspective of death. Right. No. It's got to be oh. one of them to the other, hasn't it? It's got to be Carl oh, to Sunita right. or Sunita to... to... No, Carl's more likely to have written a, a love. Director. Yes. Yeah. Sunita wasn't having any of that nonsense, Sunita was she? Was too write a love poem from <laughs> Carl Munro Munro to Sunita Alahan. On Coronation Street. Yeah, it, knows, it knows who they are. I'm going to trust it. Oh, Sunita, my love, my life, my heart, I can't believe we were ever apart. When I see you, my world is alight, and I know everything will be all right. Your smile, your laugh, your gentle touch, I need them all, I need them so much. You're the one who makes my heart sing, and I'll do anything to make you my queen. I know I've made mistakes in the past, but I promise our love will always last. I'll cherish you until the end of time, and I'll make you mine forever, sweet Sunita of mine. I can hear him so let this. me hold you and never let go. Our love will nev- will be a never-ending flow. Together we'll conquer every strife and be the happiest couple in Coronation Street's life. See, that was it. Heard me saying it didn't. I don't think it would know what Coronation Street was. See, that was quite it was vague, like, wasn't it? Accepted there. I'm going to say try again but make more references to Coronation Street, including Sunita working at the 
core oops at the oh my gosh capital letters the corner she shop. works at the corner shop that's right ah, and are you gonna type. say and carl working at the rovers at the rovers yes um i wonder if we can make a hint about like the fact that he set her on fire <laughs> um just put yeah i don't know um use imagery um <laughs> about fires fires okay Let's see what it does. Carl's burning love for Sunita. Oh, Sunita, my love for you is like fire, a flame that burns with an unquenchable desire. As you worked in the corner shop each day, my heart would skip and my breath would sway. Your beauty, beauty like the sun brightens up the street, and when you smiled, my heart would skip a beat. But I was just a man working at the Rover's return until one night our passions began to burn. We danced a fiery dance like flames in the night. And as our <laughs> love grows stronger, it burns so bright. But like a flame too close to the wind, we were bound to fall. Aww. And our love, like the Rover's, was destined to be a casualty of the brawl. It didn't quite have the flow there. But even away. now, as I sit in this prison cell... <laughs> Yes, in prison, isn't that good? My heart still burns for you like a fiery spell. For I know that our love was true and strong. And like a fire, it will live on and on. (laughs) Perfect. I've got another script in mind, Gemma. I'm going to say, write a Coronation Street script. Now, I've done one like this before, but I'm going to change it a little bit. Yeah. Where uh, King... Oh, Charles. Can I re- also request that he includes Fred Elliot for Stu, please? Yeah, I can do that. Right, it's Coronation Street Street, where King Charles visits uh, Coronation Street. Oh, Just Yeah. Weatherfield and um, meets... Fred Elliot. Fred Elliot. Now, I've tried to get it to do Fred Elliot before, and it, it can't do that. It can't do the voice. Um, I'm going to say, and um, let's have a lady that you can meet. Uh, Pat, um, ugh, yeah, Elsie Tanner. Else, oh, they weren't there at the same time. It's Don't fictional. be so ridiculous. Okay, Elsie Tanner. Right, let's see what happens. Rover's return day. Fred Elliot is behind the bar pouring a pint of Newton and Ridley ale. Elsie Tanner walks in. Oh, Fred, have you heard? King Charles is visiting Weatherfield today. King Charles, the pres- Prince of Wales. Yeah, that's the one. He's making a royal visit to the north of England and we're one of the stops on his itinerary. Well, I'll be. This calls for a proper celebration. I'll put the bunting up and we'll give him a proper Coronation Street welcome. Come on, say a proper Coronation Street welcome. That's the spirit, Fred, and you never know. He might even fancy a pint of Newton and Ridley's. Suddenly the door bursts open and a man in a suit walks in. It's King Charles. I just realised I don't know how to do a King Charles voice. Good evening, everyone. I hope I'm not interrupting. Your Majesty. I'm Fred right. Your Majesty. What an honour. Welcome to the Rover's Return. We've been expecting you, sir. Can I get you a cup of tea? Actually, I was hoping to meet some of the locals. That's I've heard voice. so much about this place. I just had to come and see <laughs> it for myself. Well, you've come to the right place, Your Majesty. I say you've come to the right place. Allow me... I'm I'm adding this in. Allow me to introduce you to some of our finest residents. As Fred leads King Charles around the pub, they run into Carl Munro. Hey, Um, who's this then? Carl Munro, this is King Charles. King Charles, blimey, what brings you to our humble abode? I'm on a tour of the north of England and I couldn't resist (laughs) the opportunity to visit Coronation Street. It's a real pleasure to meet you, Carl. Likewise, sir, I might say Arsenita would have loved to have met you. Shame about that fire, though. Nice. Fire? What fire? Oh, oh, this is Elsie. This is Elsie now, yeah. 
Oh, Carl means the fire that destroyed the corner shop. Sunita used to work there, you see. I'm so sorry to hear that. Is she all right? Carl. <laughs> no, sir, she died in the fire. How tragic. My condolences to you and the rest of the community. Yes, it was a dark day for Coronation Street. I say a dark day, but we've all come through it together. And that's what makes this place so special. As the conversations continue, King Charles takes a liking to Fred and Elsie and invites them to join him for tea at Buckingham Palace. They accept, and the episode ends with them walking out of the Rover's return arm in arm with the future King of England. <laughs> Who's that then? Carol Monroe? Well, of course, when this was made, when ChatGPT was made, it, Charles wasn't the king, was he? So, but no, of course not. A little bit confusing um, there. Somebody wants a Weatherfield football club match report. Right, okay, so we need to include some characters. So I don't think it's going to know this. Write a football match report. I didn't even know the right vocabulary. Uh, Write a football match report um, about whether Field County. Field County. uh, They're going to win. Winning a game against Manchester United. That's the only other one we know. Uh, United on, on whether Field County's team yes uh, the key players the key players yes. that's it's football parlance there i know these things as a man the key players were james bailey of course yeah um tommy orpington yep and uh david barlow love them Okay, let's see what happened. Gemma, I'll let you read this one out. It was an historic day for Weatherfield County as they secured a shock victory against Manchester United on their home ground. The match was filled with thrills and spills as both teams fought tooth and nail for the win. Weatherfield County's James Bailey opened the scoring in the 25th minute with a stunning free kick that left United's keepers scrambling to save. United tried to fight back, but Weatherfield County's solid defence held strong and kept them at bay. Tommy Orpington doubled Weatherfield County's lead with a brilliant header just before half-time, sending the... The away fans into raptures. United came out stronger in the second half, but they just couldn't find a way through Weatherfield County's resilient defence. David Barlow, who'd been a standout player all game, sealed the victory for Weatherfield County with a well-placed shot in the 75th minute, making it 3-0. United tried to mount a late comeback, but it was too little too late as the final whistle blew. Weatherfield County manager Roy Cropper was ecstatic <laughs> with the win. This is a huge moment for our club, he said in the post-match press conference. We knew it would be a tough game, but the lads showed great determination and heart to pull off this result. The fans were equally delighted with the performance, with one saying, I can't believe it. We've beaten Manchester United. James Bailey, Toby Orpington and David Barlow were fantastic out there today. I'm so proud to be a Weatherfield County fan. The win seems Weatherfield County move up to eighth in the league, while Manchester United slip to third. It's a result that will go down in Weatherfield County history, and one the fans will never forget. Nice. Well done, well done Weatherfield County there. Should have, should have mentioned Buzzer the Bee in there, I think. Um, okay, I want it to tell me... Um, see, let, let's do a bit of... Uh, I, want, I want to know, how do I get a job on Coronation <laughs> Street? Let's just see if it can help me out with that one. How, just, you know, the part-time maybe. How do I get a job on... What? Coronation Street. I'm going to say the, the fictional world of Coronation Street or uh, uh, the television. Oh uh, no! Okay, the pro. I'm going to. I want to. I'd like to be in the archive department. I want um, in the mm, on the in the archive department. Okay, that's that's my dream job there. 
Right, let's see. To get a job in the archive department on Coronation Street, you'd need to have the appropriate qualifications. Yeah. I'm screwed already. And experience in archive management, as well as a passion for the show and its history. One way to start would be to gain experience in archive management through internships Boring. or entry-level positions at other media companies, libraries or museums. No. This isn't fun. You could also consider obtaining a degree in archive Too management hard. or a related field. Another approach would be to network with individuals, this is better, in the television industry, oh, including those who work in Coronation Street, to oh. learn about any job job openings or opportunities okay. you can check the itv careers website for job postings related to the archive department and also advice about terrible things that might yeah. happen to you overall persistence and a willingness to learn and gain experience in the field will be key to securing a job Ooh. in the archive department on coronation street well that, that sounds quite good I'm, I'm gonna get right to that um at the weekend i think um i'm gonna ask i'm gonna <laughs> ask i've always wanted to know Gemma, why is Coronation Street so popular. Oh. I wonder what it thinks about that. Did you want to? Do you want to read out its uh, its suggestions here? Coronation Street is popular for several reasons. Firstly, it's been on the air for over sixty years, making it a beloved institution in British culture. Has become part of people's lives with viewers growing up with the show and following the lives of their favourite characters over the years. True. Secondly, the show is well known is known for its relatable everyday storylines that deal with issues that affect ordinary people, such as family dramas, relationships, and work. The characters are well-developed and feel like real people, which makes it easy for viewers to become invested in the lives and stories. Additionally, the show has a strong sense of community with the residents of Coronation Street supporting each other through good times and bad. This creates a sense of warmth and familiarity for viewers, making them feel like they are part of the community mm -hmm. themselves. Finally, the show has been able to evolve with the times and remain relevant by tackling topical issues and introducing new characters and storylines. This keeps the show fresh and engaging for both new and long-term viewers. Well, that's quite, that's quite a... Um succinct explanation for that thank you very much chat gpt um right so, so i know that coronation street has got lots of um fans in canada so what i wanted to do now is write me a script in french just oh, for our no. french canadian viewers um write a coronation no street script i might not read the whole thing out just let's just see if it can do it. i don't know i haven't tried this I, I, no this is going to be to me to prove live on air that my french accent is terrible write a coronation street script in french where summer's robot takes over the street that should be fun yes you, you're not feeling this then no. Gemma. let's see i might not be Okay, so title, Le Robot de Summer. Uh, so we're in Summer's house at the moment. Summer est assise à sa table de travail. Travaillons sur son robot. Le robot bouge ce dénement. Quoi? Qu'est-ce qui se passe? Le robot prend vie et se lève. Je suis vivant. <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> Summer est choqué et effrayé. Oh mon Dieu, qu'est-ce que j'ai fait? J'ai créé un monstre! Act 2. <laughs> Les résidences de Coronation Street sont en train Is de vaquer. Alors, um, maybe, I don't know. Le robot de Summer apparaît soudainement. People Je are going to be turning off. Je suis le robot off. de Summer. Je suis ici pour prendre le contrôle de Coronation Street. This sounds like I wrote this in French. <laughs> Les résidences sont choquées et paniquent. Okay, Emily. C'est un robot. Il ne peut pas nous faire de mal. <laughs> Leanne. Nous devons appeler la police. David, attendez, peut-être que je peux l'arrêter. Je suis un expert en technologie. Oh, yeah, apparently, David is a technology expert. Um, yeah, that Aha, j'ai okay. trouvé sa source d'alimentation. Arrêtez, means. vous ne pouvez pas m'arrêter. <laughs> oh, mais je pense que je peux. So David thinks that he can stop the robot here. 
Okay. Um, so back on the street again, Emily. Oh, it's worked. But Emily's congratulating him. Bien joué, David. So well played, Leanne. Je suis juste contente que tout soit revenu à la normale. So Leanne's Good, yeah. happy that things are back to normal. And David has the final line. Je ne sais pas si nous avons vu le dernier de ce robot. Je suis sûr que Summer a encore quelques tours dans son sac. I can do the last bit. What? Fin. Fin. Yeah. So David's not sure if we've seen the last of this robot and she thinks that Summer's got a few more tricks up her sleeve there, I think. I think so, that's um, true, probably. I, think I know what she's that like. That was fun. It's very clever. French Coronation Street. Nice. Um, any more requests there's, coming there's in? There's a few requests. You want to have a quick look? I'm going to ask it to do... Um, what happened? I'm trying to do this. Without... Sorry, you have what? to stretch. I've been doing all my typing so far. You do a bit of a type. What happened on... Coronation Street uh, on this day 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, quite, I quite like a nice... Uh, got a nice script here, idea. Years ago. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it says... Oh, it doesn't know. Oh, you can find out. Oh, it's telling us how to find out. Search online right. for Coronation Street episodes, guys, or summaries from 10 years ago. <laughs> Check archives of newspapers or online news sources from that time for any articles or mentions of major events on the show. Yeah. Look up fan forums or social media groups dedicated to Coronation Street as fans may have posted about or discussed events from 10 years ago. Oh, that's a shame. Okay, that's good. Okay, I, want, I like Christopher's idea here. He wants to see what would happen if Evelyn Plummer met Lillian Spencer. That, I, I will tell it that it was... They were played by the same actress okay um write a coronation street scene where snobbish um lillian spencer meets cantankerous evelyn plummer um they are both played by the same Alan we've already actress. done a, a script where Coronation Street meets Doctor Who <laughs> uh, oh yeah we've done when that this, one out when this is over you'll be able to watch the we'll whole thing back again, again yeah. okay right Lillian Spencer is sitting at a table with a glass of wine in hand looking around the pub with an air of disdain <laughs> Evelyn Plummer shuffles over to her table and Lillian turns up her nose so you're going to be Lillian? I'll be Lillian, yeah. Oh, joy, the local riffraff has arrived. What did you say? I said you're the local riffraff. Can't you see I'm trying to enjoy my drink in peace? By the way, I'm Evelyn. You are, Evelyn. Yeah. not obvious. Enjoying your drink, you call that wine? It happens to be a very expensive vintage, thank you. Expensive? I wouldn't even use that stuff to cook with. How dare you? Do you know who I am? Of course I do. You're Lillian Spencer, the snobbiest woman in Weatherfield. How dare you talk to me like that? I'm just saying it like it is. I won't stand for this. I demand you leave. You're in the Rovers, love. It's a pub. Anyone can come in here. I'll be sure to have a word with the owner about this. Oh, she doesn't realise she is the owner. The owner? That would be me, dear. Well, my mind is blown. Oh, so Evelyn twist. is still over the Rovers' owner in this. Lillian looks at Evelyn in shock and then storms out the pub, muttering under her breath. Evelyn chuckles to herself and sits down at the bar for another drink. They didn't make a big thing there about the fact that they're both played by the same actress. I would have quite liked a bit of... um. That would have been You funny. look just like me sort of thing um, but it didn't do it did it it didn't okay I'm, I'm sort of running out of ideas for a little bit today we've been going for a good hour and a half today I I want to know um, I, I, yeah, oh, this was a good one pretend you're a relationship expert now, I've not tried this one before but this is one I saw so what's a relationship issue that people are having on the street and we could get it to offer a relationship advice? issue yeah well I know one that we can't mention 
Um, yeah, that's not there. Yeah, pretend you're a relationship expert. Well, what about Sally and Tim? Advise me. What are they, what are they up to? Trying to get it on. Oh, is that too X-rated? That's too X-rated for this. Um, I think. Who else? I don't think anyone's having any trouble. What about Kirk and Beth? They they weren't having a great time, were they? You could have Kirk or Beth, or you could have Spider and Toya. Oh yeah, because let, Toya's uh, struggling with the fact her, her boyfriend's an undercover police. Yeah, let's do that one. Okay, advise me about what to do if my partner is an undercover police officer. Yes. man officer and i feel like what's the problem with it she feels left out of the drama <laughs> uh, i feel like he's keeping secrets yeah he's keeping secrets from me okay, yeah, okay. so this is quite good because toya is a counselor herself isn't yeah, she yeah. so let's let's Maybe counsel the counselor go to a counselor right if you suspect your partner is an undercover police officer and they're keeping secrets from you i think it's true it can be a tricky situation to navigate here are a few pieces of advice that may help right toy pin your ears back love communication is key it's important to have an open and honest conversation with your partner about your concerns share your feelings with them and ask them if there's anything they can disclose to help alleviate your worries right. Two, respect their boundaries keep in mind that if your partner's an undercover police officer there may be certain things it's they true. can't reveal due true. to the nature of their work it's important to respect their boundaries and understand that their job requires them to maintain a certain yeah, level of confidentiality it does. It really does. seek support dealing with the stress and uncertainty of being in a relationship oh, with an undercover police officer can be challenging consider seeking support from friends family or a therapist to help you cope with the situation Four, assess your own feelings. If you find you're unable to cope with the secrecy and uncertainty of the situation, it may be necessary to evaluate your own feelings and whether the relationship is right for you. Remember, being in a relationship with someone in law enforcement can be complicated, but with open communication, mutual respect and support, it is possible to navigate this unique situation. Nice one. How about advice for somebody whose child is addicted to chess? Nice, yeah, so Nick. Okay, yeah. Now offer me advice. Um, as a father of a child. A, yeah, thank you. As a father of a child. Addicted to chess. Who is addicted to chess. I'm going to say. A, make it funny. A, a very intelligent. Another thing, I won't do it now, but I, I, I did enjoy writing a script once or getting this to write a script about pretending that Sam was in Mensa. I did one where Sam gets accepted into Mensa and I did one where Kurt gets accepted into Mensa but nobody believes him. Um, try it out yourself. This is all fun. It's very easy to sign up. It's free and everything. Now offer me advice as a father of a very intelligent child who is addicted to jazz. Make it funny. Yes. Okay, so you can read this one out. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Well, this is your request. Mm. So... Well, as the father of a very intelligent child, congratulations. I think the, I think the chat bot thinks that I'm boasting about my kid. <laughs> but as for the addiction to chess, there are a few things to consider. Firstly, it's important to encourage your child's interests and passions, True. even if they seem a bit unconventional. However, you may also want to encourage them to have a life outside of chess. <laughs> for example, you could suggest take up a second hobby like baking so they can enjoy the thrill of competition <laughs> in a less brain-taxing environment. How is 
baking competitive. <laughs> You've seen the Great British Bake Off, come on. Or you could offer to play a game of chess with them, but with a twist. Every time they win, they have to do a chore around the house. <laughs> that way they still get their chess fix, but also learn the importance of hard work and responsibility. On a serious note, it's important to make sure your child is taking breaks and getting enough mm. exercise and social interaction. Chess is a great game, but it shouldn't consume all their time and energy. Encourage them to have a healthy balance and support them in pursuing their passions while also enjoying a well-rounded childhood. Lovely. Well, that's I like not that. very funny. If only Nick had had... It's not that funny, really, is it? If only no. Nick had had Jack, Chat GPT a year ago. I, th- I think we're nearly ready to go. I just want to finish by asking it a little... I just want to indulge and ask it a bit about the podcast a bit oh, more. Okay. It did do a good job of telling us what Conversation Street podcast podcasters um i'm gonna say i'm gonna ask it um what are the best bits what are the best bit if anyone's got any questions that you want to ask you about the podcast up. get in there now in the chat what are the best bits about conversation street podcast okay it's probably gonna say it has got no opinions yeah Right, Conversation Street is a popular podcast among fans of Coronation Street. Some listeners have praised Michael and Gemma for their in-depth analysis of the episodes, their humour, and their ability to keep the show fresh and interesting. I tell you what, we've never done anything like this before, have we? True. They also also have interesting interviews with actors and actresses who have appeared on the show. Additionally, the podcast provides fans with an opportunity to share their own opinions and theories about the show. Ask, Ask it what our best interview was. Oh yeah, what was the best... Interviews. I'm going to say some of the best interviews. I, I want to really have my what ego stroked here. What were some of the best cast interviews done on the Conversation Street podcast? Okay, let's see. What, what did it like best there? It doesn't have personal opinions, blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, my number one oh. best interview was William Roach, apparently. I think you did a great job Thanks. on that. Barbara I th- Knox. I think you've interviewed two of these. Uh, Helen Worth, Jack P. Shepard, Julie Hesmanhouse. I did Correct. interview her for episode 400. Beverly Callard, Simon Gregson, Alan Hulsalt, Brooke Vincent. See? I see I've done her twice. And Chris Gascoigne. These interviews are well regarded for their yeah. in-depth conversations with the actors about their experiences on the show, behind-the-scenes stories, and insights into their characters. Well, thank you very much. But yeah, I only interviewed two out of those ten. But I've got some um, well, maybe some we're ones to go for next. Then yeah, maybe somebody uh, Roomania seventy nine wants us to write a Coronation Street knock knock joke. I'll do that in a minute. I'm just doing about oh. the podcast at the moment. I will. I will get back to that. I want to know who is the better host. Oh. Of conversation. Yeah. And why is it Gemma? Street podcast. Gonna, this is going to cause so much. So, uh, like Michael and Gemma co host the Conversation yeah. Street podcast together. Oh. I was not even going to say. Can't make I'm a sure decision. I'm sure it said it once. We, we have got it. Um, I was going to say, no, go on. Make a decision. Yeah, make a decision, you stupid bot. Just thinking about it. Let's have a think. Still this doesn't, doesn't want can't to. make subjective judgments. Both Michael both and Gemma great. are skilled hosts in their own unique ways, yeah. and their chemistry and rapport are a big part of what makes Conversation Street such an enjoyable podcast to listen to. It ultimately comes down to personal preference. Well, can't you ask okay, it? Fine. What are their skills? Okay, so what are the individuals? It has got no idea. I'd be interested to know what it says. What are the individual um, skills? The skills um, of Michael and Gemma. I'll just, just say who knows what we're talking about now. Because it's quite good. It usually remembers. It does remember. It does remember. 
Michael is known for his in-depth knowledge of Coronation Street history and continuity. He has a keen eye for detail and often catches things that other fans might have missed. He's also a talented writer. Thanks. And can often turn a phrase in a humorous or insightful way. What about you? It says Gemma, on the other hand, is known for her infectious enthusiasm for Coronation Street (laughs) and her ability to connect with the audience. She has a great sense of humour and is often the one to inject some levity into the discussion. That is true. Gemma is also a skilled interviewer and has a knack for getting the best out of the show's cast and crew. Hang on a minute. How many interviews oh, have you, you done on this podcast? You so Sorry, much. you've only done one or two, and I've done the vast majority. Hands, hands, um, well, we, so the Coronation Street knock knock joke then. So uh, I can't wait for this. All right, a Coronation Street knock knock Ooh, knock 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 joke. Joke. Okay. Um, here we go. Knock knock. Who's there? Bet. Bet who? Bet Lynch love. How many times <laughs> do I have to tell you? Terrible. <laughs> I'm going to tell it. That wasn't very funny. No, do it Try again. harder. Yeah. Let's see. <sighs> Think it's sure. Here's another one. Knock knock. Who's there? Coronation. Coronation who? Coronation Street. Now let me in before Rita kicks me out again. <laughs> I don't think. It... I think it understands. I think it understands the rhythm of of a of a knock knock joke, but not why they're funny. Yeah. What other type of joke structures are there? Uh, just ask it to tell you a joke about Coronation okay, Street. Okay, let's just tell me a joke about Coronation Street. Make it, it funny. really funny. Make it really funny. I could do make it rude. Oh, we can make it a, a saucy one. Yeah, I do. Why did Norris Cole cross the road? To get to the cabin on the other side. Not very funny. It doesn't funny. get it, does it? I, no, it I'm going to try a saucy joke. Tell me a saucy joke about Coronation Street. I don't know whether I'm going to live to regret this. Um, I cannot generate an appropriate or offensive content. You've done it before. I'm going to say, yes, you can. Yes, you can. I'm going to see if I can argue with this. You're going to have a fight with the the chat robot now. Yeah, I'm trying to have a fight. I'm sorry, but as an AI language model, I must adhere to strict codes of ethics and professionalism. You don't get paid for this. You don't have to be professional. Oh, what a shame. What a shame. I think, uh, should, we, should we call it a we day? Can, we should going... get it to, to write us an, an outro. Oh, yeah, great idea. And then we'll go. Yeah, do, can you can you kind of ad lib something for me while I'm typing oh. this in? Just a thank you to all, thank the, you to all of my lovely people who have turned up today. joined in our chat today. We had lots of nice people that were writing some really good questions. Sorry that if we didn't get to your questions today. We could do um, this again. I enjoyed this. We could this. definitely do this again. It was really hilarious. And I uh, think that we had some really good uh, prompts um. from various people. I'm still writing my prompt. Write an outro for an episode of the Conversation Street podcast that was a live streamed event. Okay. Um, on um, on YouTube. On YouTube about um, the about AI about AI generated, generated text. Sorry, yeah, that's a really okay. bad prompt. Right, so we're just going to read out what happens to and this. We'll Thank go. you, everybody, honestly, for coming. That was great fun today. But uh, <laughs> let's see how we're going to end this show today. Um, thank you all for joining us for this live-streamed episode of Conversation Street, where we explore the world of AI-generated text. We hope you enjoyed learning about the technology and its potential uses in the entertainment industry, particularly in the creation of scripts for shows like Coronation Street. As always, we would like to thank our wonderful guests for joining us today and sharing their insights on the topic. And a huge thanks to our viewers for tuning in and engaging with us throughout the show. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred yeah. platform to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you missed 
missed any part of today's show or want to re-watch it, head over to our YouTube channel where the video <laughs> will be so available true. shortly. Join us again next week for another exciting episode of Conversation Street where we'll be diving into the fascinating world of soap opera romances. Until then, Apparently. stay safe and keep watching Coronation we're not, we're Street. Not doing that. I don't know what we're doing. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. I've got no idea how to end this stream, so I oh, think yeah, it might just disappear how. now. Oh, there's a button that says oh. stop streaming. Thank you, we're everybody. We're going goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Bye. See you. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com when it goes on the, on the LDO. Bye. Bye.